0: Welcome back to You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And for the second straight segment, we're going to play a game. It's exciting stuff. It's trend or truth, <laughs> NBA Finals Edition. And uh, Aaron, you've uh, been doing some digging, and uh, you found mm-hmm. some trends uh, that we will decipher as either just that or uh, they're glimmers of truth.
1: Yeah, so these NBA Finals trends brought to you by Steve McEnany so I want to give it there this is trends by line range and it kind of correlates to a second trend that I want to run by you guys so Big home favorites get it done since the start of the 2013 playoffs. NBA Finals home favorites of four and a half points or more are 21 and six straight up and 18, 8 and 1 ATFs. This success level is similar to that from the conference finals round. And Denver, we already know, nine, eight and a half point favorites, depending on where you do your shopping for game one, which also ties into. NBA Finals opening games have sided with the home team favorites as of late, including the obvious neutral court in 2020. But home team and favorites are 8-1 straight up, 7-2 ATS in NBA Finals game one. So this stood out to me because, you know, obviously you've got Denver as big home favorites over that 4.5 number. And yesterday I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to bet against this Heat team. It's a big number, but the history shows maybe you should be on the Nuggets. So I'm curious, what do you guys think here, truth or trend, Joe?
2: Yeah, in, the, in this instance, you have um, the the road team just was pushed to seven games, right? And you had the best player in Jimmy Butler, who's who has been dealing with injuries throughout the playoffs. Uh, so, okay, first off, the straight-up record. That's a nothing to me. Favorites of 4.5 points or more, that means they're supposed to be winning these games. So that doesn't stand out. The 69% ATS is, is notable, but I don't think it's worthy of a blind bet. Now, the home team is going to be the better team team most of the time, right? That's why they have mm-hmm. the better record, and that's why they're playing at home. If they're in the NBA Finals, there's a good chance that they've dominated at home all season, and that's the case here with Denver. Now, in a lot of these these samples, I'm sure we didn't have a one seed going against an eight seed, but it's, uh, I guess it's it's got some truth. It does because it all makes sense to me. It don't make sense why you would back the home team. And I, I'm sure, you know, just guessing, but in a lot of these cases, maybe these home teams, the best team probably has had some shorter series. Maybe they've had some extra rest, something uh, that might be worth diving into. Not a blind bet for me, but it does make sense, and Nuggets are the side that I like for tomorrow.
0: There are a few things here that, that I think matter. Number one... Grand grand view as far as basketball compared with other sports. When it comes to the NBA compared with the NHL and the other American professional sports, the NBA Mm -hmm. is the most predictive when it comes to the better team winning a particular series there there have been many many instances that we can think of in football hockey baseball where the better team didn't always win a series maybe they you know they just got unlucky there was an injury something like that but in basketball if you're the better team you're almost always winning a particular series so that's one thing second thing is it's not always the case where the second best team is the one winning a particular conference and making it to the finals Do we really believe, like, if you believe coming in that Denver's the best team in basketball, and that's where I am right now, do you really think Miami's the second best team? Or maybe it's Phoenix. Maybe it's the Lakers. Maybe it's Golden State. Someone like that. Chances are the second best team is a team that Denver has already dispatched and dispatched Mm -hmm. relatively easily compared with the Heat. Not that Miami isn't fun to watch, but I don't trust that they are going to give Denver the toughest challenge that they have faced throughout these playoffs. So that matters. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you're dealing with this against the spread number of uh, home favorites of four and a half or more, playoff games are likelier to be blowouts than they are close, exciting contests. And you really can't set a spread at 15 or 17 and a half or something like that for a finals game for the most part. And so it has to be something a little bit more manageable that you can still bet into knowing full well that this game could go nuts. Alternate spreads probably offer a little bit more value in situations like these than just going going with a spread in particular. And so with all of that information, I would say, yes, this is something with some truth behind it. This is a situation where, because the Nuggets are you know significant favorites, it's still more than okay to back them and maybe even sell some points as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think... Also, like, the more I think about it, do I really think Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent and maybe Jimmy Butler are going to beat Jokic in this Denver Nuggets team when Jamal Murray is capable of going off for 40 points on any given (laughs) night? Like, maybe I'm just overthinking this. I love this Heat team, just like I love the Panthers in the story, but (laughs) this. It's a great point. I mean, a one going against an eight. Now, if it was the Lakers in the heat, maybe I would say in this situation more of a trend, but I think it lines up to be more truth with this matchup.
2: I think we would we all would agree that even though Miami's done the gone on this great run and they have the experience and the great coaching and all that, that if it's Milwaukee, it's a much shorter number for Denver, for both in game one and to win the title. If it's Boston, if it's Philadelphia – A shorter number, and we point to Miami and say an eight. But what if it's the Cavs or the Knicks? Is it a shorter number? Are we still in that minus four hundred range? We say they're an eight, and we 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 point you know to the play-in and all that. But I'm saying as as a title matchup, right? We say it's an eight seed, but they're not truly an eight. But the number of teams that were in the Eastern Conference playoffs that, that would have a that would make it a, a closer series price, isn't it just three?
0: I would argue if, if we were just to, you know, reseed off the top of our heads, I mean, it's probably a mm-hmm. three or a four seed in the Eastern Conference. Exactly. You know, I, I, I still yeah. think we look at Milwaukee a certain way. And now you have Adrian Griffin there in all likelihood being uh, the next head coach. Love that hire, by the way. To me, we're going to look at Milwaukee you know, with Giannis in a different way than we do, say, the rest of the Eastern Conference. Boston will still very much be a part of it, though some of the moves they make in the offseason you know, may give us some questions. Then after that, it's basically, okay, Philadelphia or Miami, who do you trust more? Well, Miami has the track record in the playoffs. Philadelphia does not. So, Mm -hmm. to me, if you replace the eight with a three and sort of, you know, scratch out part of that eight and, you know, turn it into a different number, uh, then I think we're looking at them very differently. But I think you still have roughly the same series price. It's if it's the Celtics, then it's much shorter.
1: Mm -hmm. I think if it's the Bucks, Celtics, or Sixers, it's much shorter.
2: Mm -hmm. Those three teams. But that's the list. Yeah. But that's the list. Yeah. Even yeah. I agree with you, eight.
1: yeah.
0: Right. Cavs Cavs, Knicks are not part of that conversation. Mm-mm. Nets aren't either. No. Hawks? Nope. No. Those yeah. oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. all, the, all those playing All those play teams.
2: The Bulls, Joe. Ugh. I wasn't even going to bring them <laughs> up. <laughs> they oh,
0: suck. Well, that's the way I did. Yeah. thought I'd do it for you. How nice of me.
1: Any other trends you guys found that you liked?
2: Yeah, what's this other one we have? I don't know. Um, NBA Finals opening games have sided with the home and the favorites of late. Is that uh, a different angle than what we have here? Including the neutral court home game teams. of 2020, home teams and favorites are on a 8-1 and one straight up run. 7-2 and two ATS mm-hmm. in NBA Finals game ones. It's, it's another game one uh, trend. But home team's favorites Mm -hmm. is it, you know, more recently, they've been on a run. uh, Average margin of victory, almost 14 points per game. Which I think it's important to dissect.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to dissect why Boston pulled off the upset at Golden State last year. But for the most part, game ones uh, tend to go to favorites. And. To me, you know, if you remember that game, Boston had, what, a massive fourth quarter comeback uh, and wound up winning that contest. And then we started to look at Golden State very differently. Uh, But then ultimately the Warriors wound up winning this thing. To me, you know, we think about individual series as, uh, you know, games of adjustments from one game to the next, and you don't necessarily show your poker hand right away, uh, things like that. And to me, this is a case where – Denver can certainly win this one in a blowout in game one. What sort of adjustments does Eric Spolstra have ready to go for game two? That's going to be really in me. In large part because while I, I do believe in Coach Poe, you have to by this point, I do wonder like, what can you do against Jokic because Miami really doesn't have a bigger lineup to be able to contain him in one-on-one or two-on-one kinds of situations to me this is going to be a situation where maybe Miami can get creative containing the shooters like Jamal Murray and company but I just don't know how Jokic will be denied some sort of massive outing whether it's a triple double or he's doing a lion's share of scoring that's the part that I am not so sure about so when it comes to game one, I think there's some real truth here that Denver can win this going away. Looking at the rest of the series, though, that's when maybe Miami can pull off some kind of an upset in Denver. But ultimately, this is going to go in Denver's direction.
2: I'm really interested in the game two number, no matter what the result yeah. is in game one. If Denver wins and covers, what happens to, to that number? What, what is the true number? I think that's what we'll get in game number two because a lot of it right now is the extra rest that you're getting for that Nugget side and the, the advantage that they're going to have in the game one spot. And then game two, when and Miami's you know, desperate to, to split there with the adjustments with Spolstra, does it come down a little bit? What if Miami takes game one? Now Denver's in a desperate spot. Is same number or does it get bumped up? Really interesting. Absolutely, it is. This is BeckQL Daily presented by BetMGM.
0: Coming up next, college baseball better Ben Upton will join us to tell us where we can find some value on the road to Omaha in the College World Series right here on the BeckQL Network.